CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. That's, I didn't start I, it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. It is so good to be here. And very crowded. And very crowded. We and got five people around the table. We're surrounded by Baptists. Oh, yeah. no, we aren't. They're surrounded by Presbyterians. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> we can see the whites of their eyes. Oh, they're scared. Um, I'm the Water Boy. Of course, I got with me Chuck Knox. Good to be here, buddy. Mm-hmm. I got Pastor Toby. Hey. We got Pastor Craig Houston. Pastor What's Craig? up, Pastor? Is everybody he, here a pastor? He's everywhere's pastor, and I think he's related to Brian Houston. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no relation. What about Whitney Houston? I, would I can take see that. the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> cousins? Okay. That's what I thought. I was going cousins? with that. Looks like cousins. Yeah, yeah, probably. Why don't you bless us with a song right now, Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be quite the blessing as Whitney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, All in right. that case, why don't you keep it to yourself? And then we got my brother from another mother, Joe Carlson. Pastor Joe Carlson. Thank you for joining us, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks here. for coming on the show. Um, obviously, you've never listened to this show before. because. But, but we're grateful that you're here. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, I don't know. I mean, everyone else we asked turned us down. We've never had a Baptist on the show. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. No, no, no. But, hey, before we get started, thank our club members. We oh, really oh, appreciate um, uh, everything that you guys have done for us. You know, please more more to follow. Please, absolutely. A lot of you guys have been able to support us in how our is, new studio and what the, we're doing. How's the worldview um, series coming? There are three. It, there are three chapters that are done. Are, are we? Have our members heard them yet? Not yet, because I, I was really busy this week. Oh, oh. listen! I just want y'all to know I had nothing to do we're, with we're that. I was confronting, for we're you. confronting our brother. I wanted right you here to have in front it. of everybody. So this is going to come our, become a new weekly episode. <laughs> I know. I know. My, my, I'm getting embarrassed already. Let me explain. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just say sorry. Just say sorry. Just like, the club members, you guys got our first NRB TV show. They got that hidden content. Good, I sent good. that out. Oh, that's yes. why I had somebody write me and said it looked great, and I was like wondering how they saw it. <laughs> there that's you go. actually good to know. We need to bring yeah. Toby in this loop. Mm. Yeah. And and so I just I just show up and talk. We're working on our worldview series, and you guys, our club members, are going to get that hidden content yeah. also. So that's yeah. that's coming. So hopefully this you week. You want early access to the Shotgun Worldview series? Yes. Sign up, become a member, give a mo- monthly donation. It's a huge help. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. I mean, we we just like the we're, studio yeah. is just we're like coming here together. because of you guys. Yeah, we're thankful for that. It's huge, so, and, so and God's opened up these new uh, doors, and it's awesome. Yep. So um, okay. So and, we, uh, now that we've embarrassed Gabe enough. Yeah. No, we haven't. We haven't even yet. I'm, I'm done with Knox's <laughs> smirk at me right now. I'm just. We're going to have a talk after this. Uh-oh. About what? What you mean? The uh, listeners who are given to Cross okay. Politics would like the Worldview it, series. It's my fault. It's my fault. Okay. Um, <sighs> Heavenly Father, I, <laughs> I pray for David. Okay. So a lot has gone on this last year um, regarding uh, race, regarding um, cop this last shootings. Year? This last year, this, just this last well, particularly, year, particularly, particularly, it's been the, kind of this last five hundred years. <laughs> the last, this like five. Yeah, last, I'm just saying. How about this last six thousand years? I, I, I just want to start with the last two or three hundred. 
right. two or three hundred. <laughs> I think it started with Cain and Abel, man. That, yeah. <laughs> I think it went back to Cain and Abel. I'm going to blame women on this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go back there. Uh, 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 there, just, there goes the headship. Is that woman? <laughs> is that woman you gave me? Yeah. <laughs> we've been having trouble for a while. Yeah, yeah we've been having trouble for a while, but particularly a lot has come up from the MLK 50th anniversary. Ooh, MLK 50th anniversary of, of his death, of, of his murder. His it wasn't just a death. His assassination. He was murdered. Right? What's the guy's name? And Martin Luther King Jr. No, uh, the Joe, guy that oh. shot him. Um, you know, Knox. All white people. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know who oh, killed Martin Luther King, all, all you got people. to do is look in the mirror. <laughs> no. oh. White America. What? I'm rolling my sleeves because I see you right now. It's, yeah. what? I feel like I'm getting ganged up on, so... You know what I'm but, just, but here's the thing. Okay, the fallout from the MLK. So, so the Gospel Coalition did a MLK 50 conference. I don't yeah. know if you guys kind of seen that. You just said and, I killed Martin Luther King Jr. No, no, no. Tabidi said that. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, it seems like we're going to get Tabidi on the show. We he he messaged us on Twitter and gave us his email address, but then hasn't answered so, our email. So, Tabidi, we want you to know we love you. Yep. yep. And we might disagree with you. But we would love to have you come on the show Absolutely. and We'd set these talk. white folks, I mean, set us <laughs> straight on how we should be looking at the situation. Because we all know David gave his black card Please. away a long time ago. Well, I live in Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's true. So yeah. my credibility yeah, in the streets went down shot. a whole lot. You're, you're sitting next to me and Toby right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. But but here's the thing. I, one of the, I think one of the frustrations, at least from me on this side. Also of the, frustrations. I like to say frustration. My wife, my wife always cracks me on that. I'm like, no, it's, it's gotta be frustration. It's no, so it's much not. better that way. It's not. You put that R in there and it just messes it up. I don't like it. It's so a really frustrating way to say it. Uh, no, it's okay. Anyways. So one of my frustrations, I hey, sound, he did I sound, it. He did it. Give, him, sound, a, give him a like on that I one. I sound give like a, a like, New Yorker. Like, like. I don't like that. I just sound like a New Yorker. Did you guys share this show yet? Oh, we forgot to mention that. You should share the show. That's such a oh, wait. Wait a second before you share it. Yeah, you wait, might want wait, to know now, what's going to happen. Now you can share <laughs> it before we share. It. So one one of my fus- frustrations on my <laughs> side of the aisle is which, that uh, which side is that? Um, I would say the conservative. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to label it. Yeah, but, I'm waiting. Yeah, that's that's good. I would say the the Christian view of. of the, <laughs> Just like white people. Just, just, just like uh, white maybe, people. Maybe, maybe. See, my issue is I'm, I was afraid you were going to say white. Yeah. And, I that's, and that's, the, that's the thing that I'm... I didn't say it. I, I know. Yeah. Right, way to go. Let me get there. We'll get into that point later. Um, is that I think everyone wants to talk and no one wants to listen. And I particularly... You know I, what your problem is? What? You don't listen well enough. Um, it's almost like you... Like, I'm going on like, a listening tour. It's almost like... Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm, you I'm, would. So, what do you mean by that? And though? this is particularly illustrated by Eric Mason's tweet. Um, I'm actually going to read it. Read it here for you. Eric Mason, after the fallout of the MLK 50 conference, and then and um, Eric Mason is a black Calvinist pastor in Philadelphia, in Philly. Yep. Okay, he's at I think, Epiphany Fellowship. Yeah, Epiphany okay. Fellowship. Okay, he tweeted out. Um, it wasn't uh, this a tweet. Is, it was actually from his conference. Well, but this is April 5th on his Twitter. Right. Account. So he's basically repeating what he, R- said, what he said at the MLK right. conference okay. during he one says, of his talks. Let me tell you how I'm not going to spend my gospel energy in the race and justice dialogue on people who refuse to be learners. Giving pushback from a privileged position will get shut down. I'm building with those from now on who know the problem didn't start from a mutual point. And so th- there's well, two two things. Um, first, he um, says... Um, uh, on people who refuse to be learners, so he's he's making a judgment that I think is is um, he knows little about the state of that person and what their and what their heart is on that issue. Do they, are they listening or not? Secondly, he says from a privileged position, 
what I mean, whatever that means in this in this whole don't discussion. Act like you don't know what that means. Um, but he's talking, I mean, he's, I, I really don't. Is he actually, talking about white people. Yeah, yeah I, I actually, whenever okay. whenever even someone says white privilege, I don't even know what that means. It, right? No, I do. Yeah. Well, well that's because. You, you no, want to no, make you want to no, make no, up no. that definition no, no. for me. But here, here's the thing: <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I don't know what they mean. I know what they mean. Right? You might not like it, but you might not agree with it. But at least act like you know what he means. No, but I've yeah. actually never heard of anyone really give a good definition of what that means. They keep saying white privilege, white but privilege. It, but we, we've talked about this before on the show. I mean, it's yeah. it's like you get you can drive around in Atlanta and not be quite as worried about whether the police are going to pull you over for being black. Okay. Sure. I, right. Okay. Yeah. David. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean that's that's sure that's, that's a thing. And there's a lot more than that. I was gonna say white privilege. The, 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 the white privilege, white privilege. It's a real as thing. Defining it, but the thing is that I, really majority privilege. What they're putting on it is it's a, just a majority the, culture. Absolutely, majority culture. Yeah. But the thing that I want to point out though is I don't I don't think privileges are things to be sorry for. No, no. Actually, and it, it sounds it, the like proof the, of it that it's not is that they're requiring white people to use their privilege on their behalf, and that's what they're upset about right. is that we're not receiving. You the the rewards of you using your privilege to help us. Right. That's what they're complaining about. So you can't I like be how mad. You hold your mic when you, you, when know, you get because going. Because when I man, when you get going, I, like I get that. to move. Yeah, I, I like know. that. So so I think in one sense there there's hypocrisy there right. from them and wanting. I mean, part of the um, Charlie Dates, which was a minister that spoke at the MLK 50, um, had a tirade where he said, "We expected you to use your privilege to speak up for us when it came to." And he listed out a tirade of things: yeah. education, public education. He's talking about white folks, right? Folks who speaking have, up for when blacks, they, right? When, or yeah, when you see that there's a situation where there's inequality or that something is directly related to race, you didn't say anything, and we yeah. expected you to use your privilege. And I'm like, okay, for a second, let, let's grant that. Right. Because okay. I see a lot of white people in front of the abortion clinic. Now, granted, maybe this is the only area that they mm-hmm. see, but I think they're trying. Right. So I don't want to condemn them where they're at least trying to fight it in, in, in this battle. OK, yeah. but you're also asking them to use the very thing you want to condemn them for. Right. And that's the thing that, that's the thing that I'm wondering about that quote is the tweet sounds like he resents the privilege. But OK, so or am I reading it wrong? I, yeah. So let me there's two things I want to do, because I don't ever want to look like I'm defending Eric Mason. Me and Eric Mason have a problem, all Uh-oh. right? So I Uh-oh. just wanted to be known. And we've had a problem since the elephant room to the point that he blocked me. So we're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> we are brothers in the Lord. I'll see him in heaven and be like, it's under Jesus. But right now... The elephant room. So you were, you were, part, a of that? You were part of the elephant room? I, I was a I part of communicating to him that I didn't think he was right about Jake's. Mm. And so we had a private conversation on Twitter to the point that he stopped engaging me and just... So I know what it's like to be white dealing with Eric Mason. Let me just say oh, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but let me defend what he's trying. Let me re- restructure what he's trying to say for a second. Okay. Um, white, I think w- this is not my position. This is what I think he's trying to get at, graciously thinking about this. Yeah. Uh, white people are some of the most, in the reform culture, they consider themselves some of the most educated, well-researched, um, uh, high-thinking minds yeah to the point that they go find this topic that nobody else has ever thought about find idiosyncrasies that we didn't have before inside of christendom bring them to the forefront and then say wow how did you find that they're great you know he, he said you guys are consider yourselves to be this way and then all of a sudden on a topic that's just right here that's easier to find than any other deep theological truth which is your neighbor right next to you all of a sudden you have a blank mind it's like well where's the research at or show me the show me some content and right. all of a sudden you guys draw a blank Right. He's like, and I spent but, all my time talking to the brilliant man who all of a sudden now are just yeah. ignorant and don't are just no. There's no so, brilliance there so to research the topic. Granting, yeah. So granting yeah. that there's some of that going on. No, let's, granting, let's, that, let's, granting that he's thinking a little yeah, bit yeah, about that. Yeah. But, but my question in return would be: Do you really think that that's 
all he's up against? Is that all that he's is, is all the pushback just that a refusal? To, you know, the playing dumb. What are you talking about? Racism? Where's racism? Or um, is is there something else going on with Eric? No, with the people that are pushing back against him, because he it seems like he's getting pushback. Yeah, people are saying they're giving him some pushback on yeah. on, on and 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 I'm I'm thinking I think there's more I, to it. Well, I have pushback <clears throat> for Eric. Yeah. I have my I, own. I, I so think, I, I think I know, do too. But I haven't heard good. So all the pushback that I see is like, how dare you talk to us like that, Eric? And I'm thinking like, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, uh, my problem partially with Eric is that if God has given you a time to speak in to deal with brothers who are acting in a certain way, what you can't do is be bitter about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And what's sure. directly coming from Eric is a form of bitterness yes. because he has to deal with the situation. Yeah. And, he, and began, saying, he began the message with, I believe, with Ephesians 4, 2. Yeah, uh, with which which says I'll leave it to the past. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Mm. Right. Endeavoring that word has literally uh, an intense desire or an impatient expectancy. So there is kind of an intensiveness to it, but it shouldn't be coming from a spirit of bitterness because yeah. the end of that chapter ends with rooting out all bitterness right. and having forgiveness come. Right. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So, so my so my concern yeah. though, and a lot of this is. I think there's a bunch of stuff that's getting confused and mixed together. Yeah. And uh -huh. so I, I recognize completely that there's been real prejudice. There's mm -hmm. been real racial sin and animosity and, and pride, racial pride and vainglory and all these things um, that needs to get dealt with like Christians. It right. needs to be confessed. It needs right. to be forgiven. It needs to be repented of. We sure. need to have conversations about how to walk forward together and unity and all that kind of stuff. But what's this whole conversation is um, if we're not careful, you're not recognizing that we're a little... Uh, you know, the reformed world is this is this little dinghy on a way like in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And there is a tide pulling hard that it wants to wants to weaponize every form of victimhood that exists. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's I mean, this, we, we're not having this conversation isolated from the rest of, of what's going on in our culture. Um, why oh, no, why is it not. that the same people that are concerned about. Um, racism are also concerned about the victimization of homosexuals, the the victimization of all other minorities. The I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's there's a okay, and I'm with well, you on that. I know you are. I, I, yeah. My, my point is is not that there's not a real problem to deal with. Yeah. But what I'm not hearing is careful distinctions being made, where where we are clearly distinguishing what we're interested in doing, which is Christian reconciliation. Yeah. Um, from the world's project of scratch and sniff multiculturalism, right? Yeah. Right. right. Which right. is skin deep. It's a veneer of multiculturalism, except everybody, but it's a power play. Mm -hmm. We want everybody to accept everybody so we can get you all to do what we want. It's a power play. Mm. And, and it's run by a bunch of rich well, white dudes. Isn't, so it really part of <laughs> yeah. isn't it really unfortunate, though, with the issue of race and relations? ethnicities things of that nature it's very unfortunate that that has been like merged with every other issue like the lgbtq move because that's unfair to them i remember yeah. vody writing gay is not the new black right yeah. and that's right. Yep. there there needs to be a, a heart and i i was touched listening to some of those messages even if i didn't agree with everything that was said sure. to ask yeah. some of the questions like why you know, why haven't we had more knowledge about some of those faithful black pastors or theologians or things of that nature? And I know that that in our training, for instance, that that, that all of the black pastors going to uh, whites, pr predominantly white seminaries and yeah. getting their training, but never yeah. hearing a, a call to, hey, sit under faithful 
black preachers oh. like having white oh. white men, things of that nature. Pick me. Did I you? Can, well, because when you leave, that's what happens. Yeah. When you don't stay around, yeah. that's what happens. Wait, wait, explain what you mean. So you're, you're, when, you you're, you're talk, when you leave Reformed, Presbyterian, world, like they, black we're culture, they, they were, <laughs> they were, and this is what I loved about uh, um, Michael, Shawn Michael Lucas. Yeah. When he, he brought up the um, lost legacy of, of our Presbyterian fathers. Right. And they, we, these were a group of guys who refused to leave because white people didn't want them there. Right. They had a tenacity about the gospel to say, you ain't going to kick us out. You're going to have to deal with this and we're going to preach on you. Yeah. And I think be, when we left, when a lot of the large, I mean, I get it. You weren't welcome. I get it. Right. Right. But and the instincts always all believe. of a sudden you can't then get mad <laughs> when you say, how come we're not represented? Right. Because you left. Because you left. Right. And if you leave, that's what happens. Mm. So, and, and, but and that's, so that's looking at my side of this, right? Yeah. Looking at the black culture side of this. Yeah. So I'm not going to, no, most people aren't going to like that, but it's true. But if there's another attitude and they're having it now. They're having that tenacity now that's saying, we're here and you're going to have to deal with this. But you can't complain when your, predece your predecessors right. decided to leave and start their own thing, mm. right? And now you're looking at this and saying, we, we were never taught about black people. Well, you weren't here. Well, your people weren't with us here. Yeah. And, 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 and that's not necessarily a condemnation against them. It's a condemnation against us, too, because mm -hmm. we didn't let them. Right. But that's the other thing in, in Mason's tweet is at the end. Was, what did he say at the very end of it? Um, he, he says something like people who denied that there was um, mutual. I, I, I'm building with those from now on who know the problem didn't start from a mutual point. Yeah. So it seems like he's denying that there's, there's a, mu like a mutuality of, uh, of failure. Well, and... and at and, large, and of course, we're, at uh, large, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 and I'm saying, I'm not, and I'm not wanting to flatten it all out, yeah, and say that they're all it's equal, right? But I think you can't have Christian reconciliation without recognizing um, that there there are failures, there are sins on both sides that yeah, need absolutely. to be confessed, and you recognize at the same time, absolutely, did 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 we do wicked but, but, and evil things? But that's not my problem with that line. Yeah, my problem with the line is that he said he refuses to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's not endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit right, and the bond exactly. of peace. Exactly. You refuse to in, to re bring your brother into a place of repentant reconciliation? Right. right. You can do that as a Christian brother and feel satisfied with that answer? Yeah. Really? Well, so but, it's not but, a point but, about good point. But how good point. is and, and to that point too is like how is he laboring to work with those who he disagrees with or or that's work good, with That's a good question, or, Gabe. How or, is he doing that? Or work <laughs> with those who are or he sees in sin. Right. Yeah. Or even right. Like, well, pe like people from Texas. 70 times <laughs> like, 70. Is he even yeah. working to like be reconciled? I feel I, shut off. I, I <laughs> <laughs> okay, when we come back let's just try and close this out a little bit cuz okay. I don't I don't yep. feel resolved about this yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, I obviously but, you don't. Yeah, more cross politics it's, when we come back. It's like all over your face. And, there's yeah, like I'm there's, there's no resolve. There's no resolve. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Professed unbelievers like to stump Christians with the question, can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? Well, no. No, he can't. There are things that God cannot do. He cannot lie. He cannot change. And he can't contradict himself, to name but a few. Of course, then the professed unbeliever will say, if God can't do those things, then he isn't all-powerful. What they refuse to realize is that those things are not powers. They are weaknesses. To make a rock so big that it can't be lifted would be a logical contradiction. That would be a weakness, not a power, and is therefore something that God cannot do. Of course, they'll likely insist that in order to be omnipotent, God must be able to do the logically impossible. Then I say, okay, fine. 
A God who can do the logically impossible can, in fact, make a rock so big that he can't lift it. To which they say, aha, then there's something that your God can't do. He can't lift that rock. And I answer, no, a God who can do the logically impossible can lift a rock he can't lift. And the absurdity of their demand is exposed. When we defend our faith, stick to the true nature and character of God, and you can answer anyone. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Twitter that are actually encouraging Gabe to do that yep. now. Yes. And I, I'm yes. I am completely against I'll, you. I'm against you. Share I, the I show. Testify. I testify. You testify? <laughs> yeah, we're against you. Knock doesn't even know what to do. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic. And if you haven't yet, please like and share this episode. Uh, Ooh, we're coming. Chocolate Knox loses about 30 pounds. Coming at you, coming at you live on Facebook. Um, with us in the studio today, we have Pastor Craig Houston, Pastor Joe Carlson. Um they're Baptists, but don't hold that against them. We also <laughs> this this particular show is being filmed before a live studio audience, which is I feel very oh, it uncomfortable is. about it this. Is. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is usually like my place of Spe- song. especially the especially the younger ones. Yeah. So no like, swearing. Our guys. buddy Lachlan. Yeah, yeah Lachlan. I mean, he's you man. <laughs> I think that's Irish, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, Scottish. Scottish. Oh, Scottish. Oh, okay. there you go. Nice. That's Scott. a racist Correction. <laughs> Not all white people look the same. Wow. Get your white people right, Gabe. <laughs> See, this, oh, is, this is an example. If they can't get their white people right, you think they're going to get... Your black people right? Oh, oh, no, no, absolutely. No. So, so you're not resolved? No, I'm not resolved because... Okay, so the great point, right, right before we, we broke, uh, we had, with the break, the um, great point, um, this is not endeavoring to keep the peace. This is not pursuing your brother's um in love yeah right. and even okay. though i un- even though there's a part of me the heart you can understand some of the frustration man can okay. I? Yeah, yeah. can i understand part yeah. of his frustration right. i get it right when people are not listening you don't think they're listening to you when they're being difficult to work with yeah it's easy to want to just say i'm done right right i'm, not, I'm yeah. out of here exactly i'm done with uh, you yeah and say so i'm I only got- going to work with people that are like me which is exactly what he's mad about right and so that and that's actually <laughs> going right. to end up reinforcing the problem right because if you create an echo chamber Mm-hmm. of people that agree with you mm-hmm. then what you end up with is a bubble of people yeah. who only agree with you and you haven't actually broken through to yeah. the other side Which you haven't a, broken through it's so a good is, time right now to remind hey eric let me tell you something brother you are more than welcome to come on this show yeah absolutely. just so you know you absolutely. are welcome here yeah, we're yeah. welcome to have a conversation me and you have places we agree at but we have also places that we disagree at and i think but christian think brothers have, can have good discussions have, about yeah. this bring, kind of thing. bring it on man let's do it okay but, okay guys um it seems to me like Part of the problem here is that there's there's angst in the black community that there's been um, a specific sin from the white leadership of America against them, and it goes back to slavery, and that there's this there's this um, angst that something has hasn't quite been dealt with rightly, um, and and they've been um, the black community had injustice under slavery, and then that hasn't ever been quite done dealt with rightly, and then you also have you know, um, 1920s um, black market, uh, you've black, had, Wall Street. You, black Wall Street, you've had kind of a series of injustices against the black community over, you know, two, 300 years. No. And, and that those injustices haven't been acknowledged to the liking of the black community and haven't, they haven't received some sort of, Hey, we were wrong. So, um, 
Well, so the rest of my question does that though, make sense? Because when we talk, I mean, I you know, I agree with you. I thought some of the stuff that uh, Sean Lucas brought up in terms of the the Black Presbyterian heritage is glorious, and yep, I would yep. want to learn more about it. Yeah. Uh, the flip side, that one line that you called him on in our show, right? When he, he I think he was quoting Ligon Duncan, who said, "We need to just say we're sorry, sorry we're sorry, 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 sorry yeah. until they finally say it's okay." Yeah. And you said, "Whoa, yeah, you time can't, out. You can't do that. No, well, that's not Christian." reconciliation that's no. not christian confession isn't, of sin. isn't what the black community pushing for or at least like eric makes in the bd and stuff is like hey we just want you guys to to acknowledge this that you guys killed for specifically they're talking to mlk no their, their frustration is that we would like to move further down the road but we can't move further down the road and it's not just acknowledging slavery i mean come on you're not going to find a white person alive that's going to say slavery was well hold on you might find well, a few in the South. Well, but my, my point okay. was bringing But the that majority up. of Christian evangelicals are not going to be like, slavery is absolutely something that we should be doing right now. We should have never ended it. Well, my point in bringing Child that up. slavery, amen. Is that when an injustice but, is ended wrongly, well, when an injustice is ended poorly or not ended rightly, um, yeah. it's going to create this kind of bitter environment sure. um, well, over, especially over when, 150, 200 years. Especially when the trajectory is still like, for instance, I think if you haven't seen the documentary, the 13th, you need to see it. Yeah, that's you right. need I to see it. You it. have yeah, to watch good. it because yeah, one of the things that it makes the case for is that while they abolished slavery, right? Slavery is abolished under the 13th Amendment. You can still have slavery, but to the state. Yeah. Well, and the prison who, system. who is the majority of people in the prison system for crimes that other yeah. white people have gotten off on? Right. And you look at that and it's like, I think one of the comments was we have more black people in the prison system than we had in slavery. Under Southern slavery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Whoa. That's shocking. Right. That's shocking. And, it's, and so they're saying, look, guys, believe it or not, whether or not you can see it, you don't have to deal with it every day. And one way we do, um, there is something going on that is directly affecting us and attacking us. Right. So what and we've which, done and, is- and most people will say. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think you guys are overlooking. So the but what we've done yeah. is we've exchanged a series of injustices over time instead of yeah, instead of ending them. instead of ending. Sure. Them rightly, according to God's word. And we would I don't think we would have a problem recognizing that when we say, look, look what abortion has done over the last 50 years and the, right. and the trajectory has put our country it's, on. Right. Right. If it's 50 years of just that. Right. How much more with Be- all these other forms of black codes yep. and Jim Crow laws right. and not to mention you go right. further back, even slavery. Right. So there's a trajectory right. that's put our country in a place i think i love how you said this and and i love this because it's so true we freed the slaves and we enslaved everybody yeah yeah but to to nail this down it's like we ended the you know slavery with a war that was not the blood of jesus and then we then we put them in the prison system that's not the blood of jesus and and then we have this divide here in our you know 20th century 21st century church and it's not the blood of jesus that eric mason's pussing and so and the thing is is, so what we've lost though is is the standard of the justice of god and so what we what we're doing is is so the kindness of God in the Old Testament, people hear the you know eye for eye, tooth for tooth, and think it's barbaric. But eye for eye, tooth for tooth was God's kindness yeah. um, to man because God knows that when somebody takes out your eye, your instinct is to take off their head. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't right. have no, any balance no, no, for justice. No, yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever punches you, and then you think, I'm going to make sure that my punch back is exactly the same. No. no, no. no I'm going to take it out on you. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm going to give it to you and some. Right. And God says, no. Yeah. You, you may not take more than was. And so it's this limitation. Yeah. And, and the max, of course, is if you take life, then life for life. That's, that's, the, that's biblical justice. Um, you, uh, you know, and then you talk about um, theft. We, yeah. we know you, you steal something. The the bi- biblical justice says put it back, mm-hmm. and five times. Well, depending on what it was, the, uh, actually, yeah. it's normally twenty percent. It's only twenty percent. Yeah. But if you took somebody's. 
cow, yeah. the thing that they work with and their livelihood depends upon, then four or five times. Yeah, yeah. But you, you put it back where it came from. Yeah. Okay? Put it back where it came from. Pay off all the damages. Yeah. Um, my wife walks through the house sometimes and, and she just says, my job is to put that thing back where it came from. So help me. <laughs> you know? So help me. So help me. So with that, how do you put, how do you put something with such injustice, um, slavery and even yep. when that came to an end, how do you yeah. today right. reconcile for the sins so, of our see, yeah. forefathers I got and, and, and have it, have it where we can yeah. say, okay, now we can repair the breach because we want to yeah. have reconciliation. The thing is, is we have to start over. I don't think there's any possibility mm. of going back and, and, and doing all the books. You yeah. can't right. write all the wrongs. This, it's impossible. And this is why Jesus came. This is Absolutely. not an accounting problem. Yeah. Well, right? No. This right. is not an but, taking but I, account. But I think for, there are some yeah. people, there. I, I think there may be some specific things that can still be put back, but I think for the most part, this yeah. is, and this goes to um, mm. actually Nate Wilson's point on the show recently. Yeah. You, how are you going to put back 60 million babies? Yeah. 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 You can't. Right. That blood has to be put on Jesus. Well, yeah. this is the thing. Like, I, I've been writing down little. No, 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 no. Don't see. It. I know. Oh, right. notes. Everything's misspelled. No, don't do that. Uh, it's all it's misspelled. Like there's, it, no, there's no it's, 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 spell check on there. Does it just say Jesus? <laughs> I hope it just says Jesus. That's what the first page said. <laughs> no, one of the things that um, I think about all the time is when they asked Jesus, when, uh, the tower fell on those people, and they said, Lord, were these people bad people? Like, you know, yeah. um, did they deserve this? And, and his response was almost like a non answer. And it's almost like worry about yourself kind of thing because except you repent, you likewise will perish. That's the first place we need to start. And I understand like being upset about stuff, but my sins are in such a, a grievous form in, in front of the Lord Jesus Christ that if he had to deal with me, yeah. I might be worse off than some of the slave owners. No, we're all, but, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I, I want to make sure first, I can't call my brother to a place of repentance without acknowledging that I'm just as bad or worse than mm -hmm. that man over there. But that recognizes, though, that absolute standard of justice, yeah. the fact that we're all guilty before God, deserve to die, deserve to go to hell. We stand before Jesus. We stand before the cross. Yeah, I think the second half it, to that... It, 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 and that, that's the that's the restart button. Though. Yeah, that is yeah. absolutely and because yeah. that's yeah. the only hope that we have in human society yeah. is you, everybody wants the restart button, but nobody knows what it is. Well, and also too, what I think is happening in this conversation that no one's talking about is that what repentance looks like is getting hijacked. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's yep. that's what's that's what's yeah. really bothering me is what repentance looks like gets hijacked. So let's say for a sense, it's not based on biblical it's justice. Not based, no, it's based on the person offended. Right. So mm -hmm. let's say a wife has a her husband had an affair on her. And he repents, comes back and says, you know, I want to work this out. I'm so sorry. And she says, okay, let's do this. But here's what you're going to do. At 5 o'clock, you're going to call me every time at 5 o'clock on the dot. And she writes out this list of things that he has to do and puts him under a bond that he couldn't even keep when he was being faithful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> That's not what repentance looks like. Now, he, does he have a reason, a way to restore to her uh, faithfulness he's gotta, and trust? He's got to rebuild Absolutely. trust. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Accountability Absolutely. and so but forth. She doesn't get to define what that is. God gets to define what that is. And so when we're calling a brother to repentance, we need to be clear and accurate about what they need to be repenting of. Right. And then we need to let the Bible roll out for us what that looks like. Right. And it's amazing to me that guys who are not theonomous and two kingdom guys are starting to roll out a plan of what covenantal faithfulness <laughs> yeah. looks like. You say, yeah. like, where'd you get that standard from? Yeah. You don't get right. to have this conversation, right. buddy. Right. Why yeah. don't you just wait till we all die and in heaven before this is fixed? And that's my point, though, about the wave. So, like, we're having this conversation, but we've we functionally, we've already denied yeah. Um, presuppositionally that there's a biblical standard and then everybody's saying justice 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 i don't even know it. where'd you get that justice from well and you know you can't 
But here's but here's the thing: it's easier to get enraged, easier to get far more indignant about the sins of the past than the sins of the present. Well, okay, but I think I think there's sins of the present that they can be enraged about. So I don't have a problem with that. Absolutely. But my problem is that we talked about this on the NRB show. We forget that the gospel is a sword with no handles. And when we grab it to wield it against our brother, there is no way we're going to wield it against them and not, not get our cut. hands and ourselves okay, cut in the process. Right, yeah. And whenever somebody is wielding a sword against right. me and they don't walk away bloody, I say, some ain't right about this. Right. Some ain't right about this because they should be at the same right. place I'm at at the cross uh, uh, on their knees crying with me. Me too, bro. Like, but, me too. But Eric but that's not what's woke. happening. I'm, I'm not woke. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciated H.B. Charles Jr. from Shiloh Church in Jacksonville. He's a tremendous preacher of the word yeah and he at the t4g this this week and i don't have the exact quote i can't get my computer to to work do look what paul does like some have said yes (laughs) some have (laughs) just calling but without repentance and true belief in the lord jesus christ without going back to the gospel there is no hope of reconciliation for anyone and that's really goes back to the center of the issue and that's the starting point that's the reset button right for humanity but then for us in the church how do we actively seek to right. work to I think, loving one another serving one another forgiving one another i think as an offended party it's really easy to say find the arguments or the lack of articulation in a position and then throw back something that they're guilty of without saying bro okay you might be right like okay i'm gonna take you up on that for a second but can i just say can you be patient with me on this right because like you said the other day I live in Alaska, and I'm as white as that igloo I was living in. Right, <laughs> so right. I don't have Amen. so I don't have the the malice that you think I have that comes from the mm-hmm. south. I, I wasn't born in that. I wasn't yeah. raised in that. It's not my culture. Like if, when I see it, I'm shocked. I, right. I, the other day, I was shocked that you didn't know what Kojic was. <laughs> right, like you didn't know what Church of God you, in Christ was. You, you knew said, what Assemblies of God were. Yeah, I did. I did. I know Assemblies of God. But you didn't know they what got Kojic, those in Alaska. They got those in Alaska, right? <laughs> yeah, black people ain't moving to Alaska. <laughs> you know? But, but no, the thing they is, they don't live close I, to the snow. I could have said, "What you know? What the heck's wrong with you? Like that's a horrible situation that you don't know about black culture and throw, just throwing it on yeah. you without saying like, oh, let me tell you about it.' Yeah, they basically were all together. Well, you probably don't know about igloo culture. Uh, no, see, that's the thing. I actually had to learn about igloo culture. <laughs> Come on, man, I live in Idaho. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, pretty divert. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, what you're getting at though is the I, I think it's that it's the it's the flesh in us and it's the world around us that once you know when somebody takes out our eye, we want to take off their head. Yeah. We and so and so we that's always the instinct and you can't say we want justice you have to say okay where are you going to get that justice from yeah it has to be in Christ and the justice has to be in Christ first and foremost um satisfied in Jesus yeah all justice satisfied in Jesus and then only then after that once we've come to the foot of the cross and you're right we're all down there on our knees yeah all we've all been so, so here's the thing i don't then think then we begin to work it out i don't think eric mason or tbd would disagree with that but I think what they are trying to push at is that they want to articulate what the sin happened or what happened, what was wrong, and then be able to push everyone to the cross. Like, I don't think no one, I don't think anybody in this discussion. No, the hijacking repentance. I, I, yeah, but I, I agree with that. But I don't think anybody in this discussion is happy with how things are being articulated. That includes us on our side, and that includes well, here's them. Here's the like, deal. They, here's the deal. The articulation here's the I, know. I know Pastor Doug Wilson I know Pastor Doug Wilson has standing offers for people out there who want to have this conversation, right. who want to educate these fine white people about what they've done wrong, right. who wants to say, let's come together. Right. It can be a private. Right. So Eric con- Mason, he can want to have a conversation with someone who wants to listen. Well, to you. well, we invited Eric Mason to our Grace Agenda conference and he accepted and then he canceled later. Yeah. And I believe that he, he said he uh, I saw it on Twitter a while ago, a couple years ago. It was on Twitter. I found it. 
he canceled because there were some things that he was not settled and comfortable with when he asked Doug about the, some of the Southern slavery comments. And he wasn't comfortable with them. And I, my thought is, then why well, didn't you well, come, come out? Come, yeah, come out, dialogue. talk. You don't get to come no, talk. You don't say there's yeah. a racist over there, so I'm not going to give him the gospel. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you model it. Hey, man, let me show you what it's like to be forgiven. Or if you're wrong, let me show you what it's like to be right. right. You know, you don't get to to withdraw to the point. That's that, why. That's why you're in Idaho. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're here as a missionary. Nah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you, you ever got to a place and you're like, I realize I need Jesus more than these people. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. All yeah. right. So to turn this to turn this converse, uh, conversation, we're 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 at the Grace Agenda Conference um, that's going on this weekend. Enraging the culture. Enraging the culture. Engaging, you guys always say that. Enraging. Oh, yeah, I get it. Really, it. Yeah. there was no. I right. wasn't. I wasn't misspeaking. Okay. Um, and you got it, it right this time. And today we're going through a leadership pastoral leadership work workshop, um, and one of the things that um, I think just seems very clear to me in all this is that pastors aren't preaching in such a way we're getting at sins in their own congregation, and when and when that's not happening, then you're going to get some of this cultural clashing um, between between believers or between other yeah. pastors. Yeah. Like if you can't if you can't preach to your own church, if you can't preach to the sins of your own church. And you know what? What did Doug say to say today? He said, um, uh, "You preach soft words, you get hard hearts. You, you preach hard words, you get soft hearts." Yeah. And and how many how many churches are preaching uh, to their own congregation on on their on their particular sins on their particular sins? Well, how many pastors are preaching to themselves first? Right. Ooh. And that goes back to Ooh. David's point about the the, the sword. Yeah. The, yeah. The sword has no handle. It's sharp on every edge. Yeah. And you know, pastors that. Um, the best sermons you've ever preached have been the ones that cut you the hardest. Ouch. Right. Yeah. That's why I ain't a pastor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, I think I, you know, I think I know that God called me to the ministry because I'm that kind of idiot. Yeah. Oh, getting to the I'm, pulpit yeah. every Sunday I'm, is excruciating I'm that kind because of, idiot. of that reason. No, exa yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the kind of work I have to do day in and day out, week, week in, week out, um, I have people come in my office and I have to tell them the gospel for their, and the word of God says this, and it's over and over again. It's because I need to hear that. I need mm. to hear that. I need to hear that. Mm. And I'm, I'm got, I'm just, I'm that kind of idiot that I need to hear it that often. Mm. Most people only need to hear it like once every couple of weeks, once every Sunday. I need it every day. And I need it, you know, every Lord's day, I'm going to stand up there. I'm going to announce it again because I'm that kind of idiot. Man, why are you preaching on me? Uh, when we Absolutely. come back, let's get to know our pastors a little bit. Yeah. Especially this guy. Who are you? You've been so quiet. You must not have any black people he, at your he church. Just dropped right? the mic. He just dropped he just, the mic here. More cross politics when we come back. We're going to get you informed of some black culture. So, <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Logos on Life School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today.
Is that good coffee? Wake up. Uh, Coffee's great. You like that? Well, you know. Uh, it's, so, it's sovereignty roast. It's that cross politic coffee. Available at crosspolitic.com, by the way. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic. Oh, man, this is getting going. Where's, where's our shotgun? Oh, you can. <laughs> welcome back. To Cross Politic with us in the studio today is Pastor Craig Houston. To my right, Pastor Joe Carlson across from me. Um, and they're here uh, in Moscow with, for the conference. Grace and uh, we've been uh, enraging the culture. Enraging the culture. Mm-hmm. Enra- Sorry. If you haven't shared and liked this show yet, please do so. And if you haven't, um, you understand why. And uh, tag all your friends, tag all your enemies, <laughs> tag all Especially your... Especially since we've been talking about church and race, tag Eric Mason, yeah, Tabidi. Tabidi. Love it. Love talking yeah. to him. Tell him to come on Cross Politics. Yeah. Tell him that we want to talk to him. Joe. Tell him I need some help. Joe, um, since you've been talking so much... Um, <laughs> yes, I'm hoarse from all the talking. We, we can't get you to shut up over there. Probably that's Proverbs wise man. Yeah, Proverbs. Ooh, yeah. Little right. sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I think David's been talking the most. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, Gabe. Yeah, all right, he brought up the proverb. Joe, you're from uh, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz area. We're in California, Redwood Town in Felton. Okay, north of Santa Cruz. Okay, yes. and what church? What church are you pastor no. at? Uh, Trinity Bible Church. Okay, we're a independent Reformed Evangelical. Yeah, church. Sweet. Is that where you grew up? Yes, I was born, born, raised there. All right, family and goes. You there. grew up in that church. Met my wife there in the fourth grade. Wow, wow. that's awesome. And, and now you're a pastor. And now you're there. a pastor there. I, I'm the co of a co-pastor situation. Okay. That's cool. So I get I, I tell people I'm like the 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 core and Corin, you know, from Horse and His Boy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Corin, and I get to have all the fun. I'm the prince that doesn't have to. Okay. So I get to do all the the Bible studies and campus ministries, and then preach when our uh, our lead pastor is uh, sick or out of town. Okay. So yeah. awesome. And t- tell us some of the stuff you're doing down there. I mean, I mean. You live in California. I know. California. They, yes. I just saw on the news. Did you see that news? Mm-hmm. The, the news report? They passed some, or did they they're, pass they're, the bill? I don't know if they passed it There's yet. There's a bill in your, in your state yep. that's going to ban ba- like any books, books literature. <laughs> selling, selling literature that is basically counseling gays out of homosexual lifestyle. That sounds about right. Yeah, so he's so used to it. He's like, wrong. Wrong. Yeah. it'd be wrong it's to sell now? and distribute li- sell and distribute literature where it's telling, calling you out of a, or helping right. so you. Does, come that, out of the homosexual does that include lifestyle. the Bible? They're renaming it to Salem. They're going to have witch trials here pretty soon. Oh! Oh! I mean, I'm serious. Like, does it include? I guess like, it's time it, for it, new John Huss. Yeah, I mean, what? Uh, yeah. So, how are you? How are you existing? I mean, By the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what's it? So up in Felton, where we are, we're a little more conservative, uh, and there aren't many people of color uh, in Felton. Uh, that's, why, that's, why, that's why it's conservative. We're a minority across America, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> yeah, we uh, we have a great time. We uh, have a ministry up on the UCSC campus. That's University of Santa Cruz. Yes, uh, and which uh, is one of the most liberal campuses yes. in California. Yes, very antagonistic, very yep. liberal, very feminist, yeah. very LBG XYZ, uh, all of that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, we always enjoy coming up to Idaho because we can count on not seeing a, a transvestite walking down the street. Oh, not wow. anymore. Not no. anymore. Actually, really? our our building, no. New St. Andrews College building, this week just got tagged by a Christ, a professing Christian transvestite who has a ministry and is some sort of pastor. What? And they, Wait a second. They, yeah, I know. <laughs> Follow me. 
and they uh, this person uh, taped a sign on New St. Andrews building saying we're, we're hateful. We we don't believe in the Bible and we don't know how to interpret yeah, the I mean, two scriptures. It, so, it actually, actually yeah. turns out there are transvestites in Moscow yeah. now too oh, and wow. everything yeah. else. So you guys are coming up to the times. Yes. So, so uh, we're yeah we're here we come. Thanks. Uh, so what's something? What's a takeaway for you from from Doug's talks? Oh, yeah. Um, today yeah. on um sort of the pre-conference for what, pastors. Yeah, what, think, what are some of the takeaway points for you? I think not, baptism. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. no, funny. Doug didn't bring no. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not really in scripture, is it? The doctor's um, so good, you just oh, I guess I'll bite. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's all good. I think one of the thinking about the the four talks, not just Doug's, but also Peter Jones and Joe Boot. I, I yeah. think a theme that runs through all four of them. Uh, culminated in in Doug's last talk, which is this theme of gratitude. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and if you're if you're going to be grateful, you, one gratitude acknowledges someone outside of yourself to whom you are grateful. So immediately you have that you have that creator creature divide. Gratitude uh, is humility. Gratitude Pride. is 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 bowing before someone yep. greater and higher and other than yourself. Same, so you. gratitude acknowledges transcendence. So at and, a that, core and level. using the Peter Jones language, so oneism or yeah. monism where everything is one, which is you can't have gratitude. There is yeah. no gratitude. Right. There's Ultimately. no humility, right. there's no that's selfless. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to yeah. get my organ ready. Go yeah. ahead. Keep yeah. going. And, and and then also with uh with Joe Boots talk about uh engaging the culture or enraging the culture, but getting out there and and living as Christians, believing what we're what we're doing. Gratitude has hands, has feet. Uh, gratitude uh, knocks on your neighbor's door and brings soup. Gratitude uh, comes along with the gospel in living flesh mm. uh, to your community, to your to your yeah. people, to your flocks as as pastors. Uh, and so, and that gratitude changes things. That mm. gratitude uh, develops and and uh, right. bears fruit right. in communities. Right. And and as opposed to that, pride is self worship. Yeah. And, right. and so, pride, lack of thankfulness is pride. Right. Yeah. And so pride just shrinks everything down into one. Wow. Yeah. And to where it, 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 it disintegrates yeah. into nothingness. Yeah. Really. That's really good. Craig, the, um, that's, that's fantastic. Um, Craig, I want to um, get over to you. Where, you're a pastor in, oh, I'm going blank. Bremerton, Washington. Bremerton. So just west of Seattle, you take the ferry from downtown Seattle. Okay. We're part of the Seattle Metro. What's the name of the church? It's called Westside Baptist Church. Okay. Yeah. Westside? Yeah, I just got to put Baptist in the name. Don't you? You just can't help it. This yeah. is the full immersion episode of Cross Politics. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he don't sprinkle. He's, he's fighting with he you. He don't sprinkle. I've, I've been fully immersed six or seven times. I'm, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it was, it was really hilarious. The other night we were hanging out with the Houstons. My family, we were hanging out. And as we were getting ready to leave, my wife, you know, she's, she's, she's having, the kids are having a great time. Their kids are over. My kids are, you know, playing. And my wife says, looks at his wife and says, you know, maybe you know maybe we need to um we need to arrange something here with the kids she says she's and then my wife stops and says as long as they baptize their babies and as long as you let my husband baptize their babies and, and without <laughs> missing a beat your wife said that's fine as long as my husband can baptize them for real later on <laughs> <laughs> seems like y'all had this conversation before <laughs> okay. that's great that's great guys we, we we thought we could just make this whole new denomination we could have both wet confirmation and wet Right. Uh, dedication since we don't we since we don't do have a, since we're not confused enough we we'll just, <laughs> yeah. just keep going yeah so talk to us a little bit about your ministry in bremerton what, what's um what's life like there i mean washington state's kind of i mean it's like little california yeah so i've been pastoring for 20 years this month 16 years at wow. west side mm. and um my family and i 
I've been serving there. It is an area where there's uh, a lot of military. And so we have a lot of uh, diversity in the area in relation to other parts of the state with the Navy. Um, but it's it's definitely a part of the, the hotbed of liberalism. Mm. And uh, it's something that we've seen good fruit by the grace of God, just seeking to be faithful, preaching the word and um, loving people and trying to, to share the gospel of the grace of God. So uh, same question I asked Joe, um, tell us one of your big takeaways from the, the talks today, either, you know, Pastor Doug or uh, Joe Boot or um, uh, Peter Jones. Yeah, there were several. Um, I think that uh, I, I always love hearing, and it was in the last talk when Doug talks about uh, our, our, our apologetics, that we don't need to apologize for sharing the truth. And he uses the analogy of, of, you know, if you're, if you're robbed, somebody's being robbed yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> they put a gun to their back and the person says, I don't believe in a gun. Well, too many Christians today are, are right. dropping their guns saying, Hey, we can't, we well, can't use the case, gun. If you don't believe in the gun, <laughs> what do you believe in? So I can rob you. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. just being faithful that in all areas of life that we would, uh, we'd remember that, uh, as Abraham Kuyper said, you know, it's mine. And that yeah. every sphere we would take dominion, not by taking over every aspect of civilization by force, but through the gospel of the grace of God. Through gratitude. Taking men's right. hearts mm-hmm. and then that, then taking, uh, making influence on everyone. Right. Everything is a gift of God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Pastor Doug was, was really having fun with that in the talk in terms, you know, all the things. Which I don't, I don't know if this is appropriate, but whenever I hear the word privilege, uh, who isn't privileged yeah. to be here? Right. Who isn't yeah. privileged to have blood in their veins and, and lung breath in their lungs? Uh, and, and from that privilege that we all experience, yes, there's different levels, I'm sure. But, oh, yeah, there's some levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But from that basic level of privilege, right. uh, who, who is grateful for what they've been given? Right. And the, and the issue is, is that if – so if the Darwinists and the secularists, the materialists, have been training us for you know, hundreds of years now that there's a zero-sum game. There's only so much material. There's only so much treasure in this world. So there's only so much privilege. And so yeah, if right. you have more privilege, then that means I must have less. Right. It's that, you know, if you have a bigger mm-hmm. piece of the pie, then I necessarily have a smaller piece. Which yeah. is just envy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but if mm-hmm. God is infinite and he, and, and then he has infinite glory, infinite yeah. treasure, infinite privilege yeah. to bestow upon his children. Yeah. How oh, much more will he give you all things? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so when someone, when a, when a brother is greatly privileged, you say, praise God. Yeah. You, 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 um, you rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah. Um, and you also recognize, man, where all that came from, there's a lot more. Yeah. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's right. Um, there's no, there's if no, limits. you can get everybody else to understand that. Yeah. So how are we going to do that? I'm just saying. So, okay. So right now, one of the biggest problems I'm seeing inside of the, the racial conversation is that everybody's taking what's happening in their little small pockets of evangelicalism and saying that's the biggest problem for the church in the whole. Right. And I just don't believe that for one second. Right. I think that there's all sorts of different problems for the body of Christ, depending on where they're placed at, that are not related to racial issues. Right. Right. So I don't. If those are all just branches the, on, a, on a main uh, tree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If, maybe even a leaf, not even a branch. You yeah. know? <laughs> right. The, pro- the problem is you have you have basically you've got Adam and Christ. Right. So that's like that's the central, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enmity and, and antagonism is, yeah. is between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. And that that division cuts down so many different animosities. Yeah. yeah. 
all over the world, all over the country. Absolutely. I think that's a good way to put it because I think you're right. Cause I think like Eric Mason and Tabidi are probably getting, are talking about real things that are in that front are of very them. micro. I mean, but, and it's not saying that it's not an issue that we all should care about. I'm not saying that, yes. but I think that the church at whole has different things going on inside the local body that are far more pressing for them than right. whether or not, you know, the black, uh, church that's like you know sixty miles away. How do I get them over here? That's not. It's not your. You, you got you got like homeschoolers and Christian schoolers in some churches that are fighting it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, go, you know, getting bloody over it. When it, and and then and then you have distraction. It can be a distraction. Yeah. To be like, oh, what I really need to care about is is race. Yeah. And it's like that's not the issue in your church. No, no. no. And so I want to ask you guys are are kind of close on the same coast at least. What are some of the things that you're noticing culturally for where you're at? That are things that you see that we need to be planting our flag here for us and be fighting. Where are the flashpoints for yeah. the battle in your churches, in your well, communities? I would say not in the church necessarily, but I, I, I'm convinced that in the, our culture, the, you know, the golden image that's been set up is the LGBTQRSTUV yeah. movement. Yeah. And that's the one that I, I felt like after Obergefell. Thank you. Please, Gabe, that'll make you feel better. Yes, so that frustrating. one. After that, I felt like there was a, a little bit of the the wind taken out of the sail of a lot of Christians, just with regards to like we can't even yeah. we can't even say marriage is between man and a woman anymore oh, yeah. without you know having heat rain down upon us. Yeah, you know, and so I think that's really a, a core issue that's affecting all of the the culture that we live in, and. Um, let me let me ask this question to you. If if your church, um, let's say, um, you know, your church isn't really dealing with that sin, you might have some people in your congregation dealing with that sin. I don't know, but how do you, as a church, address that issue as a as a cultural issue um, when uh, you know maybe it's not internal internal problem to your church? Now, like Doug said earlier, if I see a church that is all of a sudden accepting of the homosexual agenda in the church, I want to know what porn problems they had before they got there. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so I'm not saying that's an issue. Like our church is yep. is having a struggle with whether that's right or wrong. I'm saying that yep. in the culture, they feel like they've lost another bulwark that they could say, "Hey, man, marriage is between a man and a woman." Okay. I'm saying that is kind of deflating, if in in a sense. But where it's going to affect, I think, all of our churches is not in a, a big corporate sense. First, it's going to be in ones and twos with family members who yeah. who declare themselves to be homosexual, and mm-hmm. then. Yep. parents having yep. that well what do i do now and they they the, they the, start to capitulate they start to capitulate yeah. because they love their children and they should love their children but right. they should love them with the truth right yep. Yep. and they should stand and i think that's probably where the battleground is going to be felt first in the church wow. as far yep. as bible believing churches yep. uh, that's going to be our cake baking arena yep. you know in the wow. sense of w- yep. with individual families now this is weird because i just made the statement about um some of the racial things that are going on seem to be only in pockets, but it seems like the homosexual movement itself is even smaller than black culture in America. And yet that has way more impact you think to churches than I think it has way more impact in our society because they have the microphone. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's more important. I'm yeah. saying that they have, yeah. it, wow. it's just like I, I was a, I was a boy. We had a scout troop in our church. I'm an Eagle scout, two sons, Eagle scouts. And, and when that was being pushed through, it's like, we're just going to allow, say, you know, we're, we're going to allow homosexual men. scouts. Yeah. And then, then they said, so, but we'll never change our position on leaders. Two years. Yeah. 
change the position on the leaders. Like yeah, those things right. just, they're not going to stop. They're, they're, they're a pressing. They're doing a way better job yeah, pushing right. their message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Dr. Jones, Dr. Peter Jones was getting at this in his, his early, mm-hmm. his first talk today, but he was talking about the connection between religion mm-hmm. and homosexuality that running, it's, it's a spiritual thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Homosexuality right. is not a lifestyle choice. Yep. It is a religious choice. Oh, wow. That's right. good. And, and he traced it. Um, broadly, running all the way down through the centuries, that homosexuality has always been associated with the priesthood. Who said this? Peter Peter Jones. Jones. When you see Peter Jones, would you give him this? (laughs) (laughs) I will. Yeah, give him that. But seriously, I mean, this is one of the, and it's, it's one of the arguments that's been used by Christian leaders to say that there's certain forms of homosexuality that's actually okay. So what they do is they go back into the Old Testament and they recognize that A lot of the prohibitions against homosexuality in the Old Testament are actually talking about pagan uh, male prostitution, mm. which is exactly right. The problem is, is that they don't see the connection and Christians a lot of times don't see the connection. They, so they'll say um, it was that's what it was prohibiting. It was prohibiting male prostitution in connection with cults mm-hmm. it in was the temples, n- in the temples. Yeah. It was not yeah. prohibiting a committed, you know, lifelong monogamous homosexual marriage, mutual, whatever, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. But that's that's completely false. I mean, they're right. That's what it's the Old Testament has it all bound up with the religious system. What they don't understand is that it, it never exists outside of that religious system. Mm-hmm. As soon as you, yeah. but they're trying yeah. to they're trying to say, no, you can do this in a non-religious way, which is like saying you can do something in some square inch of God's world that does not belong to him. Right. And, and, right. and you, can't, you, just, you just can't do that. Yeah. And so when you when you completely upend the way God made the world, you are you are. Um, that is paganism. It's saying I'm going to remake the world in my own image, and it always requires a a true denial of what you, if you're a Christian, of what you believed yeah. or you said you believed right. to to hold on to right. something new. But that's the thing. Is so back to your point, David. You're like, it's even a smaller minority. Yeah, yeah. Why is it having such a a, a um? Oh, what's the word? My brain's dead. Um, impact. Dis- disproportionate. Yes, that's yeah. the word I, I was looking I, for. That's, disproportionate that's effect. I was going to say that. I was going to say, say that. You yeah. know that word? Yeah. Um, but here's why. Because the sodomites are the high priests of our culture. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they, they have been enthroned. They've been enshrined. And now they are the sacred ones. They're, they're the, the untouchables. Holy ones, and they're the untouchables. And that's why it's affecting all of us. Because mm. they're, they're the pastors now. They're the priests. Well, and they're oh, the ones legislating blasphemy codes and their yes. own holy books that's and their right. own standards. Right. This is why the everything. books are being banned that mm-hmm. say you may not teach and preach um, uh, that a homosexual yeah. can repent of their sin and be forgiven and cleansed. And and the church is basically relatively um, impotent in actually dealing with this cancer. We don't have a response for this cancer. We should. Mm. This should not have as much traction as it as it's getting. We, you know, there's what one to three percent of homosexuals right. in the U.S. Right. And yet there's 75 million evangelicals in the U.S. Right. Because we've stopped preaching to ourselves. Right. We've well, stopped preaching yeah. sin. We've right. stopped preaching grace. And that, and that goes back to Amen. having a biblical standard. By what standard? What? And so you define sin according to the Bible. So why? Because Jesus died for it. So you can confess it, so you can repent of it, so you right. can be forgiven, so you can walk in the light. Pastor right. Joe, you have a book you wrote, right? Didn't you write a book? He wrote a poetry book. He did write a poetry book. Three poetry books. What? Three times he's, it. He's a poet. So, so, but whose book is this? That's Craig's. Oh, well, I got Craig, the wrong person. Craig, Craig's you got, told me Craig's got a couple book. chapters in here. What's oh, this is your but, book. But thanks for the plug. So you have, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell us the title this of your poetry happened. book. Yeah. Uh, uh, there are two uh, mini epic uh poems one based we have an on epic poet in our studio written in spencerian stanza spencerian whoa yes. 10 uh, points for those who Edmund who Spencer, know who fairy that, queen yes represent yeah you know about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what Kojic is? <laughs> let me give you a lesson. Uh, that let, came from uh, Edmund Spencer, actually. Let me, let, let me tell you about my people. <laughs> we learned about them in school already. Oh, no, oh, you didn't. Under that white curriculum. Apparently you didn't. <laughs> Craig Houston's got... A, he comes, so your book. The, yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's what my kids call it. Yeah. 95 Thesis for a New Reformation. It's actually Aaron Hebbard is the editor, and it has a few um, you know, moderately known authors it, like R.C. Sproul, John MacArthur, yep. John Jerry Frame, Bridges, John James Frame. James White. We got some James White Peter listeners. Lightheart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. you made a Presbyterian get in here. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> it's not my book. I just, <laughs> I just got to be a part of it. <laughs> no, I would have had them in it too. But. So uh, you think we need a new, some new 95 Thesis? You think we need a new... Uh, Reformation, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You so did, what, what did you write? So I wrote on, um, I'm blanking on the exact titles, but basically I, I, I wrote two articles. One was on... Um, Let the Christian couple counsel with the Lord regarding the, their oh, size of family. Their family size. And let two. the church reject chosen childlessness. Yes. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Be fruitful and multiply. And hey. everybody say amen. Yeah. And amen. baptize them. Amen. <laughs> so the, the when essence, they express faith. The essence of them... Uh, the culture with cho- chosen childlessness is really a, a phenomena amongst Christians saying yep. Yep. to do good, we're not going to have any children. That's right. Right. So the point of the the two uh, essays are not have as many kids as you can have. They're seek the Lord, ask him for help. No, children are a blessing from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Yeah. And, and <laughs> when they have believed. <laughs> And then just to, to, to see yeah. the, the really the, the pagan roots, if you will, of chosen childlessness, yeah. to reject wow. God's yeah. blessing yeah. Wow. And, uh, and, and of children. It's, it's homosexuality, actually. Yeah. It's fruitlessness. It's, fruitlessness. Yeah. it's, it's it, ingratitude. It's fruitlessness. It, yeah, and it's yeah. ingratitude again. Hey, Absolutely. Hey, we got some coffee coming for, oh. for Craig here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe doesn't drink coffee, even yeah. though he used to work at a coffee shop. <laughs> right. And so Big there secret. you go, Craig. Hey. Thank you, brother. Enjoy that. Where can we get your book at? Uh, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it um, on any of the regular okay. resources. Yeah. I just want you to know you sound real good behind an organ like you've done it before. Like like you preach in one of them churches that it, have that. Where can we, where <laughs> Thank can you, Joe, brother. Where we can get Joe's poetry Joe, you didn't tell us your, yeah. your, the yeah. titles, actually. Yeah. Oh, the titles are uh, The Lay of Creation. Uh, it's an epic retelling of the first week. Okay. Uh, and then, Or a poetic retelling of the first week. And then The Lay of Redemption, uh, how the theme of creation is woven through the history of redemption leading to the eighth day, which is Christ. And where can you get these books? Amazon, uh, jovialpub.com. Jovial, Jason, Jason Farley. Jason Farley, I'll put them in. I'll put them in. Send me links. Thanks for being on the show, Joe. Thanks for being on the show, Craig. It's an honor. Thank you for our live audience. They're all asleep right now. They're all asleep. And thank you for watching, and thank you for joining us here on Cross Politic. We're so grateful for all our Cross Politic club members. Amen. You guys have blessed us so much. So we just want to say thank you right now. And we ask that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor. Tell it yourself. Baptize your babies. Amen. Go fight, laugh, and feast. I get the last word on this show.